Hello, and welcome to Cuyamaca Conversations. My name is Drake Poole, and I am currently a student in music industry seminar at Cuyamaca College. And in today's episode, I will be interviewing Evan Ojeda from an up-and-coming band called Benches. We go over a little bit of his history before he was even in Benches, as well as his experience so far with Benches. If you like what you hear, you can definitely check them out on most social media platforms at Benches. And in case you're curious, the beginning song was titled Monodrama by Benches. All right, so I have Evan as a member of the Benches. So Evan, how long have you been playing music? I've been playing music since I was nine years old. Um, I joined a guitar class over in Lemon Grove at this old, uh, it was like a little music school um, across the street from the bakery, the Lemon Grove Bakery. Uh, It's not open anymore, um, but I only was there for about two years uh, until I switched over to School of Rock. And so my parents enrolled me in that and that kind of really taught me how to do shows and everything. Um, What they used to do or what School of Rock used to do was get together a bunch of kids in a similar age group, um, give them three genres to choose from, and they would play shows at pretty big venues in San Diego, like the Ironic, or uh, I think they've done Queen Bees a couple times, uh, Sunset Temple. Um, So I basically spent 10 years or so, I think I I left School of Rock in 2016. uh, So yeah, actually about like seven years or so at School of Rock. and. yeah, just played a bunch of shows, learned a bunch of bands, um, did like indie shows, did Radiohead shows, did uh, Mars Volta shows. Um, each show got harder and harder as I grew up. Um, and yeah, after that, started my own bands once I left School of Rock. So yeah, just just about 10 years. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so you said you play guitar. Do you play any other instruments besides that? Yeah, uh, my primary one is guitar. That's the one I actually did take classes for and everything. Everything else I kind of self-taught or just kind of tried to pick up. Um, So I play bass, of course. That's very similar to the guitar, so um, that one was really easy to pick up. Um, I play a little bit of piano. I I don't know how to read sheet music with it. I don't know how to do very much with it, but I could get basic chords and stuff. Um, I kind of more so use my guitar to find notes on the piano um, and make chords there. So uh, barely no piano. Um, I am not good at drums. I, I, I do not know how to play drums. Uh, and that's about it. I know I have a, a pretty good knowledge of synths though too. So I know a lot about synths, but yeah, primarily guitar. Okay. So you said you've been in a lot of shows and I was gonna ask about um, your stance on music, whether it was more of a hobby or it kind of sounds like it's more of a uh, professional thing or a serious thing for you. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a balance of both. Um, of course, it starts off as just a hobby. I mean, you, you pick up your instrument, um, you just need something to do, you want to learn how to play some covers or whatever. Um, so yeah, it always starts as a hobby, um, and it will always be a hobby at heart because you want to have fun with it. You don't want to... Um, get too serious to the point where you're like oh this is just a job um it does feel like a job at points now um so yeah it's it's a little it's 50 50 so i mean i would like to make money and not have a job a side job i'd like to just do music um 
it takes a lot of work. You have to email a lot of people. You have to make a lot of connections. Um, you've got to shell out money for it. Uh, if you really want to make it, if you want to do tours and stuff, like you, you, you got to put in the effort. So yeah, it's, it's a hobby and a bit of a job, a professional thing. Um, but it's just about finding that balance. But yeah, I would say more so a professional thing right now. Okay. Um, and before the interview started, you said you had been with the benches for a few months. Um, what mm -hmm. kind of led you into joining the benches? Um, they actually put out on Instagram that they were looking for members, a guitarist and a bassist, because their last two didn't work out. Um, they're on good terms, their last two members and everything. Uh, it, it looks like they're, everything was pretty much fine. Um, but I DM'd them and they DM'd back and they seemed very interested. Um, the drummer, Ethan, knew me from School of Rock. Um, I actually didn't recognize him until he told me about a story where I saw him fall into cactus once at a show. Um, and I helped him pull all the, the pine needles out and everything. So we had a little bit of a connection there. And he said he, you know, we saw our bands around a lot um, at other shows, my band, my old band, 201AM and everything. Um, so I kind of had a connection there. So anyways, we're talking on Instagram for a little while. Uh, they asked me to come in for an interview. Um, so I talked with Anson. He's the lead guy of Benches. He's been the only... Uh, member that's stayed in the band for as long as it's been a thing um so i talked with him and i talked with ethan our drummer and they ended up liking me they messaged me back a few days later saying that i, I made it in um and ever since then yeah I've, I've just been there pretty much five days a week uh helping them out writing new songs doing new things but uh yeah um it kind of sounded like you um got in pretty easily would you say that's accurate i would say that's kind of accurate just because it's the whole dm thing making connections um but when i th when i think back on it though what really got me in was me putting myself out there um like i said like ethan said he he knew me from past shows he uh uh seen me play around um he saw me at school of rock before so I feel like if I didn't put myself out there and I didn't start my bands and I didn't, you know, do this, I was, I just knew how to play guitar, um, they wouldn't even considered me, you know? Uh, when I went into the interview, they would ask me questions like, have I written a song before? Um, have I produced before? Have I played shows? You know, have I promoted my own band before? Do I know a bit about promotion? You know, all these things that you kind of need to know by having experience and getting out there and even if it's the smallest shows at the Shea Cafe or something, you just need some experience before going in. So I wouldn't say it was necessarily easy because it was a lot of years of hard work trying to get my name out there at least, just like a little bit out there so people like knew of me to have that experience. Gotcha. But yeah, relatively easy just going for the interview and stuff. But yeah, just, just put your name out there. Yeah, like you were saying, um, you it wasn't necessarily easy because you already had to have had that experience of what you would be doing in the band. So yeah, um, it was easy in that way, but it was hard to do the stuff to get the experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, well, uh, do you know a little bit of the history of the benches? Like, um, how many records have you guys uh, put out? Yeah, um, I know quite a bit of history now. Um, they have one full album out, uh, an e uh, two EPs out. Um, they have a demo EP out, a couple singles. Um, they have a cover that went viral for some reason of Cotton Eye Joe. Uh, we, we always joke about that song. Um, and we're working on some new stuff right now. So yeah. Have you been a part of any of the um, albums or um, records that you've that benches has put out yet not that they have put out yet besides the fact of playing them live um i had my first show with them last month and we're rehearsing all the time we have our tour coming up so i'll be playing a lot of the old songs so i got to learn them and everything uh learn the parts but um i have been uh, a part of the process with all the new songs so writing like all the lead parts that they want you know and the writing and recording process with them was has been super inclusive you know like i said i am very new to this band i've only been here for about three months or so um but like i said we've been together five days a week so that's a lot of time together in those three months um and yeah anson just had us in right away you know he'll show us some new songs or some new demo ideas and uh we'll immediately get writing and he's like do you have any ideas do you have any uh do you want to just jam it through maybe you guys could like come up with the new parts and yeah he's just been super inclusive it feels like all of, all four of us are really putting in for this new ep yeah that's that's really cool you're talking about songs and shows what would you say is your favorite song to play Ooh, um probably it doesn't have to change uh we played that show at public square last month and the whole crowd sang it back so it felt really really fucking cool um i have a couple videos that i just like keep watching on repeat because it was just so unreal um and it's just a vibey song like it's, it's so nostalgic uh i really feel it when i play it um but yeah i think that that one is my favorite song to play and i really like i don't make me which is our closer our finale it gets everyone going so really fun yeah um is that also your favorite song to um just listen to do you listen to benches on your own private time oh yeah um i think my favorite song to listen to would probably be common sense or damn maybe vandals i really like vandals i don't think i've heard that one yet yeah that's off the the latest ep okay yeah i i like uh common sense so that one's a good one yeah so I kind of want to talk about the pandemic a little bit and because um, uh, I know it's affected everyone in its own different way. You said you've done a couple of shows and you were around for a couple months. Mm -hmm. Do you think the pandemic has affected your amount of shows that you've played or is mm -hmm. it, would you say it was a little helpful i guess because it's given you more time to kind of rehearse together and get tight-knit with the group um let's see i'll start i'll start by saying a little bit before benches uh before the pandemic my my other band 201 um was starting up a little bit we we're gonna tour um and 
I don't, we just had a lot of people finally asking us to play a lot of shows. So um, we were pretty excited about that. And as soon as the pandemic hit, of course, we immediately closed off. So that immediately affected our shows. We didn't have any of those booked anymore. That tour wasn't booked anymore. Um, so that really, really sucked. Uh, it gave me and my old band a lot more time to write and stuff. And then uh, with this new band, it's affecting the frequency of shows with benches. But there are a lot of other external factors that affect our shows that I can't really get into. Um, yeah, I can't really get into that point. There's the external factors that like affect the, the frequency of shows that we get um, that we can't really talk about, but yeah. So it's not all, it's not all the pandemic. Uh, and I feel like shows have been coming back a lot recently anyways, but we do have that tour coming, so yeah. Um, so it's just not the pandemic. There's still other things going on. Oh, actually, actually, one side note would be since since this pandemic's still ongoing and and we have waves of of cases going up and down. Um, technically, we shouldn't be going out too much, so we don't we try not to. Um, one thing that really does affect us though is like we're thinking about the two weeks before we go on tour, right? We're like we can't go anywhere. We gotta like lock down. We gotta quarantine. So. It does affect like kind of like our home lives right now because like we really want to go on tour. We want to make sure we don't get COVID before we go. And then like if we get COVID before we go, then everything gets shut down. So it's just like, yeah, think thinking ahead. That's really what the pandemic has uh, affected. Just making sure we plan ahead and make sure we're always safe. Um, so we're able to do what we want to do. Gotcha. And and keep everyone else safe as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um. I'm gonna go off on a different path for a second. Um, from listening to benches, I kind of got a vibe of the Strokes slash Arctic Monkeys slash the Growlers, and if they mm-hmm. if they all mix together and had a baby, it would be benches basically. <laughs> and um, with this uh, mixed sound of already popular bands, do you think having similar sound to those bands could have some relation to the band's success yeah um yeah definitely i mean because we we all know so like all of those bands are classics uh bands we all grew up with our our age group um everybody knows them uh so yeah we just we just kind of took influence well mostly anson because he's the one that wrote all the stuff um before we we have joined but he you know uh, puts everything that he loves to listen to into his music. Um, and of course, influences always change. We just put out a playlist on our, our official Spotify um, and our Instagram with all of the influences of the new members and everything. Um, we have a lot of new influences for the new music and everything, like Inhaler, uh, Shame, you know, all the new post-punk that's coming out and, and some some other stuff. You guys can check it out. Influences 22. But um, yeah, it's... I think it did have a huge impact with how successful we got because of how that sound is very popular. Yeah. How many uh, monthly listeners do you have on uh, Spotify? Right now? Let me see. I think we're at... Last time I checked, we were at 94K. 94 month. Yeah, 94K monthly listeners. Yeah, I think I saw that too. But And then the genre of benches, I think you kind of already answered this with um, your influences and just being in the band in general but is the genre of benches what you would typically listen to on your own private time 
Oh, like all of our, if you talk to any of the members, our, our listening patterns or our listening um, habits are all over the place. We listen to just about everything, um, you know, hip hop to rock to indie to pop um, to folk. I, li I listen to a lot of folk music. Right now, we're all collectively really into to post-punk lately. There's a lot of good post-punk bands out right now, like Idols and and Yard Act and Shame, uh, Inhaler, stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, just about. So I would say yes, it is primarily the genre we would listen to, but yeah, it's just a lot of things. Yeah. And then this is kind of steering back to band aside from genre, uh, but you said you practice five days a week. How long is that per session with the band? Oh, they're, they're pretty long. Um, I think we usually meet up around like 4 to 10 p.m. Maybe. Yeah, so sometimes a little bit later, sometimes a little bit earlier we wrap up, but um, that's usually the, the estimated time that we do. And it's usually Monday through Friday. So yeah, we spend a lot of time together. Actually, uh, Anson has this really, really great quote. First of all, Anson, he's insane. Like he knows how to do everything. I'm learning so much from him from being in his band. Like he really knows how to promote. He really knows how to work. He really knows how like every aspect of a band and what makes a band successful, you know? And he was telling me about this interview with an Idols, uh, what was it? I think it was a singer of Idols who did an AMA. And someone asked him, how do you become a successful band? And the Idols singer said, we just stay 10 times busier than everyone thinks we are. And, and Anson told me about that quote, and he was like, he took that to heart. Yeah, so I, I think we just try to stay as busy as possible to keep our band moving. And I think that that quote really, really, you know, helped us all out on that. So just try to rehearse as much as possible. Since you spend so much time together, do you think, I mean, before, I'm assuming that you probably weren't, like, best friends with them. Uh, but now, since you've spent so much time, do you think you've grown a lot closer to the other bandmates? Oh, yeah, yeah, this is like, we, we've got um, pretty comfortable with each other really quick. Um, still obviously getting comfortable with each other since it's the first few months, but yeah, I consider them really, really close friends now. And two months ago, I barely knew any of them. Like, uh, the only one I knew kind of about was Ethan, and, and that's just because we had shows around, and I took cactuses out of his arm and that's about yeah. it but yeah now yeah now we're really close we're always hanging out we're always doing stuff always getting food but yeah do you spend a lot of time together outside of rehearsal um mostly our time is spent in rehearsal but we tend to try to take it outside of the, the re recording space every once in a while um but it's usually really quick like after rehearsal we'll go to eat somewhere you know but that's pretty much about it we We've gone to LA and stuff, but we, we would have to do that for like photo shoots and things. So it's still kind of like on work time, I guess. We'd like to hang out more after, but we're, we're just trying to stay as busy as possible yeah. right now. Okay. Are you the lead or rhythm or does it kind of interchange between the two? Uh, I'm the lead guitarist, yeah. Uh, Anson wants to fit focus on singing, so. Okay. So since you're the lead guitarist, are you, I think you said earlier, you're learning about producing and you're learning so much from uh, the leader of the band. His name is Anson. Yeah. You're 
learning a bunch from him are you involved in the songwriting process as much as he is or is it kind of a growing thing i guess as time goes on it's it's a growing thing as time goes on since we're so new right now i i do have a big uh part in in the songwriting process right now just like everyone else it's so the kind of kind of the way that it's working right now is we had some demos that they were already working on before i joined and they're helping or they want our help to start refining them and finishing them and then from then on it'll be all four of us standing together trying to write stuff you know but we're just trying to finish off these things so it's like more so i'm like adding really cool um riffs every once in a while and and charlie's adding some riffs and then uh, ethan's maybe changing the drum parts a little bit but the song itself is laid out kind of right now so um anson's always kind of the mastermind for that and he's always on lyrics he's he's always the forefront on uh vocals and lyrics so what's the instrumentation for the band it's a drummer lead rhythm and then singer slash bass uh it's uh anson on uh rhythm and singing and then me on lead ethan on drums and charlie on bass yeah do you have any influence in the decision making for the band or is that kind of reserved for anson and you said ethan was a long time member too uh he's kind of new too he's a longer standing member but um he joined in November, I think, November or September, because I remember him saying that his first tour was two weeks after he joined, and that was in November that they went on that tour. So, yeah, he's, he's pretty new to the band, too, but um, he was there longer than us. But in terms of the decision-making process, that's all of us. We, we sit down all together and do that. You know, um, when I say rehearsal, it's not just practicing. It's not just playing music. Uh, a lot of the time is also spent hours, actually, like, sitting down together, trying to make decisions together, um, trying to send out emails, to contact people, you know, do this and that, come up with the ideas for social media or whatever. So it's like, yeah, so that's all of us. The decision-making process is the full band. Uh, all of us have a big say. And then I want to kind of talk about your set a little bit. For your average set, how long would you say that is for a typical show? A typical show, ooh, it, it kind of depends on if we're headliner or opening or what's going on. Our last set was a headlining set, and we played 45 minutes to 50 minutes around there. I think on the tour, we're going to be playing around 35 uh, since we're an opener. So, yeah, it, it, it fluctuates. It mostly depends on what the situation is and, and also how many people are on the lineup. Uh, if there are a lot of bands on the lineup, we obviously have to shorten our set to fit in for the rest of the bands on there. Um, so, yeah, and... So we basically just adjust our set list based on whatever time restraint we have for the show that we're playing. But yeah, our sweet spot would be 45 minutes. We 45. Like, you know. That's for the uh, typical show, like a headliner? For the typical show, yeah, typical headlining set, around 45 minutes. Once you get more songs finished, then um, do you think that set time will increase a little bit or do you think it'll kind of average out at 45 minutes it'll it'll still average out um usually what we'll have to do you know we, we still kind of have to keep it at the around same uh around the same time restraints we'll probably just swap out some songs or something play some newer ones we played all three of the new ones actually at our last show even though they're not done but we did so i think it should stay around where it is right now since we already played them before yeah but yeah okay so um since you'll have newer songs and stuff you'll have more of a uh, cycle of songs i guess or a yeah 
that's that's the main thing we like we like to call it ammo having extra songs to switch out if we feel like oh one night we're like ah oh, we're bored of playing this song we want to switch it out so yeah 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 we just need a lot of ammo yeah so uh like split decision making like that do you kind of make that decision on the spot whether you'll kind of switch out songs if you're bored um, or is it we we kind of planned it out before um I'm not sh- exactly sure how it's going to work for tour yet. Like I said, you know, I've only had the one show with them. We do rehearse the set all the time and stuff. But um, once we get on tour, I feel like it's going to be a very last minute thing where we kind of just figure it out before we go up. But I'm I'm not sure yet. We'll find out this this April. Gotcha. So to end things off, you you said in April you're is that when you're starting on tour? Uh, yeah, we're, we start in San Diego, April 22nd. I think that's at Bridges. That's the venue we're going to be playing at. Uh, we're going on tour with Ultra Q. It's the uh, the son of Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day, his band. Jacob Armstrong. They're, his band's so cool. You guys should give it a listen. Uh, sounds just like Benches, low-key. Except a little more emo, a little... I don't know, they look really cool. But yeah, we'll be doing that until May 7th. We end in Orange County. And you said you're... Or I don't think you said this, but um, I think I saw on somebody's instagram that you're only partly going on tour with them so like a little segment of their tour you're accompanying them we're doing the the first leg we're going across um the bottom of 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 the united states we're going all the way to florida uh going through texas tennessee um yeah arizona and yeah then another band will be taking over from there is this uh benches first time uh touring this is a no. I think they've been on tour a few times. I know that they went on tour with IDK Howe in November, so yeah, not not the first tour, but and and not the last either. Yeah, is this your first time uh, touring? I did a very small California tour with my last band once, super small. Um, so this is my first real big one. This is this is really cool for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool that you get to have this experience for seemingly the first time i guess for a big um experience like that i guess yeah yeah i'm really excited yeah um i just want to say i'm going to the april 22nd show um so i'm super pumped cool i I can't wait to see you there it's gonna be awesome yeah (laughs) it's gonna be really cool um i just want to thank you for coming on the podcast and um yeah i hope to see you there Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun talking. Before I go ahead and end the episode off with yet another banger by Benches, I would just like to thank Evan once again for coming on the podcast and allowing me to bombard him with all my questions. Um, I would also like to add that I myself am going to a Benches concert on April 22nd. That's their first show of the tour that they're going to go on later in the next couple months. And I'm super excited to be there and see them in person. Um, It's going to be my first Benches concert, but I am super pumped. If any listeners out there are as pumped as I am, or maybe not as much, but still interested, um, you can definitely check them out at Benches on most social media platforms and to check the show dates or even just to listen to them in general. But anyways, here is a song called Where It All Went Wrong 